0: Original content, content, compelling discussions, <laughs> audio on demand. This is a podcast 225 production.
1: The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingle. Taylor Moore. Jay Darden. Congressman Garrett Gray. Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark. Sharon Weston-Broom.
0: The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is The Clay Young Show. Thanks, Neil.
1: How y'all doing? Welcome back to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast 225.com from the Podcast 225 studio, headquartered in God's country. Deep south, and it's hot down here. Yes, it is. Now, I have, I have adjusted my thoughts on the heat after... My one and only trip to Phoenix, Arizona, I now know that we are on the Junior Varsity It's Hot Out Here team. Because y'all are all pros in, in, uh, in, in Phoenix and in that part of Arizona. It's hot over there, man. But the humidity here has been in rare form. Speaking of hot, got a good conversation coming up today with Aishla Burgess, who is the executive director of Truce. And former Baton Rouge Police Chief Jeff Laduff, the co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consulting, he serves as the board chair for Truce. I, too, sit on that board because I was volunteered and voted on by Jeff and District Attorney Hiller Moore, a subject we'll get into a little bit more in the body of the podcast when they are here with me in studio so, how are you guys holding up out there with all these changes going on? COVID is swooping back at us, and a lot of states and cities are rolling back some of the freedoms that were. That sounds funny to say rolling back freedoms, but it's kind of they're they're rolling. Let me, instead of saying rolling back freedoms, let's say they're they're rolling ahead more restrictions. <laughs> some of the old restrictions, as it relates to COVID, this phase two thing is is kind of uh, shrinking back, and the numbers are going up so we are told and what are you going to do man middle of the summer school year is coming up what are you going to do i tell you what you're going to do you're going to try to be smart because many of us know someone or some ones who have succumbed to this virus and i don't want to see that happen to anyone out there so let's all be smart as it relates to that today We're going to be talking about, as I transition back to the show, what truce is and then some of the work in the communities around America, specifically the ones around South Louisiana and some of the work that's going on, and really trying to talk about what's happening with some of these kids, some of these young men especially, how they tick and what leads them into being... So angry and involved in activity that either gets them in the prison or in the cemetery. We'll talk some about that. Chief LaDuff has great perspective having been in law enforcement and the head of an agency and now as a commercial business operator and and someone who's volunteering his time on this board, kind of like he has in most of his career. And then Aishala, who is the executive director of Truce, but she's also... An assistant district attorney, so she's a prosecutor as well. So she sees it from two different perspectives, and we're gonna talk about that. Listen, you can follow the show and me on social media. I gotta do the obligatory stuff there. Facebook, Clay Young, at Clay underscore YoungBR on the gram, Instagram, and at Clay YoungBR on the Twitter. Stay there. Let's get it going with truce here in studio.
0: Coronavirus. It's changing as you and I speak right now. Yeah. When the world changes, there's one place the capital region comes for answers. We have increased stress and the closure of schools. Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. Answers to your COVID 19 questions. That's pretty much how most viral illnesses act. From the people at the top. Truly an invisible enemy that we're uh, fighting here. The world is changing. Are you ready? And now today's Manners Minute.
2: The signers of the Declaration of Independence clearly understood the enormous cost of the step they were taking in asserting the absolution of their allegiance to the British Crown. They mutually pledged to each other their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor. Regarding the meaning of his own signature on the Document of Freedom, John Adams wrote to his wife, I am well aware of the toil and blood and treasure it will cost us to maintain this declaration. I can see that the end is more than worth all the means and that posterity will triumph in the day's transaction. They knew the war would deepen and bring untold suffering and sacrifice at every level. Wives would lose husbands, children would lose fathers, and mothers and fathers would lose sons. Fortunes would be lost. But liberty, for not only their generation, but also for generations to come, would be worth the cost.
0: Here we go. Here we go. This is the Clay Young Show.
1: Back with former Baton Rouge Police Chief Jeff Laduff and Aisha Burgess, the Executive Director of Truce. So we've been reminiscing for maybe the last 15 minutes about a number of things. Jeff's love of dogs and <laughs> how cash won't get in the car and (laughs) masks and a funny story that I can't tell twice because I want to I want to see Jeffrey again at some point (laughs) but first up how are Are, y'all we haven't seen each other in person in a minute a
3: long because we a haven't minute.
1: there hasn't been a truce meeting since march or february not in person yeah february, yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: february was february. our long imp- uh, last in person
1: so it's kind of funny what's going on right now and the country's in a different place but let's first for people who don't know talk about truce and what truce is
3: okay so truce is a non-profit that helps young people 14 to 24 that may be involved in groups or gangs in our city. They may be on probation or parole, or Mm. maybe it's a young person that dropped out of school. So we have two full-time social workers that work directly with each client, and so we assist with job assistance education assistance we make sure that they receive necessary referrals for mental health and substance abuse treatment mm-hmm. and our main goal is to remove all barriers from a family so we provide uber services to any type of job interview any type of medical appointment or any type of appointment that a young person may have going on in their life
1: so chief laduff is also the board president i'm on the board yes uh i'm I found out after a board meeting that I had been appointed to the board because Jeffrey got me. Oh, I'm gonna get over it when I get you back. That's when i get over it. Um, and so, why did you decide to be a part of this and then serve in this capacity you as know, president?
4: When when I was in office, when I was the chief, I heard about this thing called ceasefire. Mm-hmm. It, it was a national program, and we started looking into it. The guy who is currently the uh, the chief of police out of LSU, Bart Thompson, came to me and uh, he had this literature and he said, uh, "Man, this is some good stuff. I think this could help us." So he left the literature with me. We started reading through it. Uh, We didn't have any grants or the money to do it, Mm -hmm. so we started working the concepts we got with Hiller, uh, our DA. And we started working. A little closer to that
1: mic, Jeff. Nobody's been on it. Uh, uh, yeah. social distancing.
4: Uh, so I look, I, I, that, because I'm to hit it if I don't, you know, <laughs> with my hand. But we started working through the the
1: concepts
4: of it. Okay, and uh, and started doing some of it. And then retirement came, and then you know grants were received, sure. written and received, and you know the initiative was born, and you know we've been ever since. So. I've actually kind of been at it since the beginning right you know and
1: but it's it's impactful yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's the that's the thing it's impactful Man, there is such a narrative out there about what's going on in inner cities and with law enforcement because of some of the recent news and it's 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 a crazy time right now and we've talked you know both collectively and then individually about what has happened with George Floyd and Quite frankly, I think y'all will all agree there is not a single person who could look at that and say that that wasn't a tragedy and no. a murder. Oh, no one. No one. But I don't know any police department that teaches what no. what that man did to George no. Floyd either. No. You know, I never taught it. Yeah. So when you look at that kind of thing and its impact on the ability of truce to do the work that it does, what do you say? What's your reaction to it? Or has it impacted it?
3: So, for me, thankfully, um, it has not truly had um, an impact on the collective work that we're doing with Truths. I think, um, and all props to all organizations and our board members and everyone that will participate with us, um, I think we've made such a connection within our community mm-hmm. that we did not experience. What a lot of other cities experienced yeah.
1: you mean after such the rioting such and, the a, looting. Yeah. The
3: riot and the looting, but even making contact with our kids mm-hmm. um, yeah. initially, like that was my first thing. Let me talk to, let me get a hold of my kids. How right. are? And of course, we don't call them clients; we kind of call them our kids, but they sure. are our clients. Sure, you know, let's make sure that they're okay. How are they feeling? And for them, their response, some of them was, you know, I feel some type of way about law enforcement Mm -hmm. but i respect truth so i'm not going out there you Mm -hmm. know i'm not going to tear my my city down i'm going to i'm going to stay at home however i think you know those officers were in their words down bad Mm -hmm. for what happened with um with george floyd Mm -hmm. so we haven't thankfully really received a whole lot of negativity from from our kids
4: you know and and clay i want to say too We, and when I say we, I'm talking about truth, but I'm talking about the three of us in this room as well. Yeah. We have put in a lot of of upfront work Mm -hmm. by being in the neighborhood. No question. Right. By the number of walks and cleanups and you know, being true to our words. So you know, in the neighborhoods.
1: That is so that that's such a good point. We have been in the community on meet and greets what? At
3: least seven
1: 15? Yeah, I was going to say, times? yeah. About 15 so, or 16 Certainly times. well more than a dozen times. Oh, yeah, right? for So sure. if you're not familiar with what it is, you know, we go out into inner city and poor parts of, of the parish, which is, if you're in another part of the country, our parishes are how we refer to counties here mm-hmm. in Louisiana. And we take... A mixture of law enforcement and clergy and business people, male, female, white, black. We go out to these communities and we basically walk through. It's a meet and greet. We say hello. We kind of hear about what they're going through. We'll take some snacks and things for Mm -hmm. the kids with us. On a couple of occasions, we've gone out and we've actually cleaned up areas now. To be clear, we don't go and do anything in a yard that has somebody in a house. They're vacant lots and overgrown ditches and. areas. Areas mm-hmm. Around there, and we go in and help out and give back.
4: Mm-hmm. Except one time.
1: Except one time. Except one time. See, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I <it>. I <laughs> Except <coming>.
4: one time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: There was this one time. This one I want to see. Here's how low down he is. So so if you want to know he got, got volunteered to be on the board, here's how low down he is. The <laughs> district attorney here. The first time we did a cleanup, Hiller Moore. Yes. So we're going through and we're cleaning out ditches and everything. So Hiller is talking to a gentleman in his house, and the, the, the man, elderly gentleman, man wanted help with his yard. So Hiller tells a certain former police chief that, you know, I'll, I'll start until the lawnmower gets there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Hiller has a weed eater.
3: Right. <laughs> I still see a,
1: a small <laughs> A small weed eater. And it's yin, 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 And he's out there and he's swinging and cutting the grass. And he's waiting on the lawnmower. And so I'm talking, and I he I could I, I got there afterwards, and he's looking at Jeff. He's turned beet red. Mm-hmm. He's waiting on the llama. Where's the line Jeff? Like it's coming, <laughs> it's coming, and I'm like. There's, There's no one more. <laughs> Hiller cut that whole man's yard with a weed yeah. eater. You did all with that. I think you went out there for 30 seconds to relieve him, right? Yeah, I did, I did. Jeff said, let me go help him out. He I swung did. the weed eater three times and <laughs> gave it back to him. Oh my God. Hiller looked like he had green grass socks oh, on. man. That was dirty, man. Yeah. That was but we, you know, we have such fun we do. going out and meeting people and some of the people who they're excited to see us.
3: They
1: are. So without naming people. Mm-hmm. We can talk about the folks who came out there who had their entire perspectives changed mm-hmm. by doing that, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I had them say it, say it to me. I'm sure you right. guys have oh, it it too. Time. Absolutely,
4: mm-hmm. because you, you got to know. I mean, we all talk about our city, our city, our parish, but there's folks who don't venture into certain neighborhoods. Neighborhoods, neighborhoods absolutely. Right. You know, they're, they're challenged mm-hmm. neighborhoods mm-hmm. at best, and, and you, you know, unless you feel comfortable. People shy away from it, yeah, mm-hmm. and we've had people who was who had been introduced mm-hmm. to certain parts of of, of our communities yeah.
1: by these walks that truce has done, no question and, and it's eye opening mm-hmm. people have cried, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I mean they they couldn't they couldn't wrap their minds around people living, living like that. Mm-hmm. That's their reality right. every day. You yeah. know,
4: my son and I talk about this all the time because Kelly's joined us on a couple of yeah, these walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember we met a family of kids. They they were like, you know, if you could get anything right now, what would you want? Mm-hmm. It it was hot, y'all. It was it like was. a walk we did in mm-hmm. August. And uh they lived in the house right where we parked and we were mm-hmm. finishing up our walk mm-hmm. when we met them. And they said, "Cold water." Mhm. <laughs> cold water and we started talking to these kids three little girls straight A students mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I mean those are things that you carry with you for the rest of your life. No
1: question. You know mm-hmm. you know, we w- so Aishela and myself and I think your investigator at the time drove mm-hmm. Brookstown one mm-hmm. of the areas mm-hmm. in the city mm-hmm. and so we were driving to go and check out the route mm-hmm. and we encountered a young lady who had gotten off the bus and so we stopped to talk to her and we all had to put the windows down and identify ourselves mm-hmm. so she so she didn't think what was going on here mm-hmm. it was something creepy and so we just kind of talked with mm-hmm. her so here she is Jeff I, 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 she was in high school I don't remember what grade mm-hmm. she was in she was in an ROTC uniform yeah
3: wow.
1: in a really poor part of town and what she wants to do after she wants to go to college and then she wants to go to the air force
2: mhm
1: so the thing is there is value there.
3: There's so much and value. And
1: nobody ever talks about the value there. There's
3: so much value there. I think we hear so much of the negativity of Mostly about the 70805. Yeah, yeah. All the crime that happens in 70805. Yep. But no one ever talks about the honor students that live in 70805. Mm -hmm. The scholarships. The scholarships, the athletes, the ladies that are feeding the neighborhood that's doing so much for our young people in the community. And I think that um, that's the highlight for me because those are the individuals that we get to meet. So for me, when someone will say... Oh, 70805. I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I love going into the areas. You know, I'm always excited to go to right. Brookstown because they meet us with open arms. They're always asking, When are you coming back? <laughs> and right. we have to question. tell them so much like, Hey, you know, we have to hit different parts of town, <laughs> but we're going to make our way back. And it's so many people that we will see. Right. You know, because some of them, at one point when we first started, I don't know if you all remember. So we would have people following.
2: Where are you coming next? So they would come and
3: start walking Walking neighborhoods with us. And I think that's what's that's what's so important about you know what we're doing. For me, it's about what happens when no one else is really looking. Like what are you truly doing? for right. the community without right. cameras right. without right. a platform listen, without an issue because we were walking we have, prior to right. all of this and I'm talking Doing about
1: walking when it's 98 degrees yes. outside Like today. I sweat clean through a suit one time oh, out yes. there but that's why but that was one time we didn't pick the route yeah and but <laughs> you're always the cleanest walker it,
2: yeah you
3: know <laughs> Clay's always uh, okay. you know right,
0: Clay's Jeff. always fine okay. you're, you're a clean <laughs> walker man
3: you're <laughs>
4: a clean walker (laughs) That's a compliment, brother.
1: You're a clean walker, you know? (laughs) See? Now, wait a minute. I wish Hiller was here for that, right? (laughs) Because he always gives you a hard time about your belt buckle and your Louis shoes and everything. So one time, I was going to say this. I think it may have been the first time we were out there. And you can correct me, AB. When Mm -hmm. we had the Department of Public Works out, we were cleaning up one of the areas. So Mm -hmm. we're out there cleaning and look up in about 45 minutes and people are outside bringing trash to the street Helping. and mowing their mm-hmm. lawns. And so we tell people, we're not mowing anybody's grass. That's not what we're out there for. We're, mm-hmm. But the, 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 we it, was, it. it was infectious. The it was. Said. Yes.
3: It was. And
1: it's like, the thing is, when do we stop screaming at each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually really start talking about what we can do to make things better, to get mm-hmm. the solutions. To pull up. Right. Yeah. You know, and how
3: out. we can work together you know um cuz i understand you know there are issues that we all may not agree on, you know, and I think that's the sure. importance of just being in America. Sure, you know, sure. Everyone right, sure. is entitled, but I, I also believe that there are conversations that we can have about how we can make things better because with your ideas, with my ideas, I think collectively, mm-hmm. we can really take Ban Rouge to another level. The
1: compromise. Well, yeah. The, and you know, me, you meet the kids, you had me come to one of the high schools mm-hmm. one right. time, I think you spoke at the same yeah. school, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you listened to what some of these kids want to do, the varied... Not every one of them wants to be a rapper or a ball player, but even if they want to do that, Hey, you know, whatever. That's great. The thing is the, they just want somebody to listen to them. Yep. So it's so funny. The talk about the call-ins talk about the call-ins. Cause I think you and I have been the only ones who've done them all. Uh. I missed one you missed one I I think it was one okay so we've done the most I know I've been to all of them talk about what the call-ins are and I know there's some things we probably can't get into but what can you tell people about the call-in
3: well the call-ins are amazing for me um Call ins are kind of law enforcement driven.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and so law enforcement officers will give us the names of individuals um, that may have been involved in some form of violence, may be um, self-identified of some form mm-hmm. of, you know, a group in our city. Um, and we call them in man. we call them in um, and it's voluntary. We're not making you come, mm-hmm. and so they're able to hear from members of the community. They are able to hear from law enforcement officers, sure. and they are given three options at this particular Y'all call check this in. Out. Just listen. So, to this. that first option is put down your guns mm-hmm. and take advantages of all the services that we have to offer. Right. So we will tell you everything we have to offer. We're we are offering you a way out. Mm-hmm. Our second option is just put down your guns. You can say forget y'all, screw y'all, don't ever talk to me again. Right. But don't shoot another person. Right. Or the third option is continue to do what you're doing. And all the wrath of law enforcement will come
1: after you. Combined, unified force of law enforcement.
3: Your entire crew. And that message is not just given from the chief of police uh, or the district attorney. It's the chief, the DA the United States attorney, the sheriff, the the FBI, the ATF, the DEA. Oh, yeah. Everyone will give that particular message and the community stands behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, Members of the community understand. And it's just we're tired of the violence that's going on in our neighborhood and we're supporting what's going on. But the important piece that's (coughs) pushed the law enforcement side of the wrath that's not the message that's pushed that's by the community.
2: So for people
1: to think that it's not just you bring these kids in and you threaten them and you tell them we're going to lock yeah, you no, up. Not that at actually all. is the least of the options. The, the, the biggest thing is, look, we're going to give you a way out. If you have an right. addiction, we can uh, help you, you with that. Yep. If, if if you haven't graduated high school, we, we are can helping get you, a you with GED. That. Mm-hmm. We, so it's, it's, it really is amazing. And it's free to the kids.
3: Everything, everything, um, that we do. It's absolutely free to the kids. It's absolutely free to to the community. Um, and you just have to show up. Yeah. Your biggest and even if you call us and say I don't have a ride.
1: Yeah. We will a send ride. a
3: ride to you.
1: You know, the the first one we did, mm-hmm. I was so really shocked at the age mm-hmm. of some of the young men. Yeah. That's what got me the first time. Yeah that's what got me the first time uh it, it was the age of yes. the young man it, yes because i didn't think i was gonna see 13 year olds mm-hmm. in there who had who had been into some really heavy stuff
3: yes yes and i think that's the shocker because sometimes when we're waiting for that individual or the kids to come in that's the shocking side is that,
0: that you may have a voice
3: you may yes But I think what's so amazing is once you get to talk to them, and I think that's what we miss a lot of time because, you know, I think we judge, prejudge, right? Mm -hmm. So you may see this young man. He's coming in. He's in a wife beater. His pants are sagging. You know, he's looking like he doesn't want to be there, but he's listening. He's absorbing everything that we're saying. And that question then is, you know, it's not why did you do it? It's what happened. Mm-hmm. What made you make this particular life choice? And what is it that we can do for you so that you don't make that decision again? Can
1: we tell the story go go ahead, Jeff? And
4: the parents. Yes. The I'll parents. never forget the dad. Oh, that
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> That was amazing.
4: Asked him a question and I it was a simple question. Said, Are you tired? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he cried, man. He cried. Yeah. And, you know, to, for, that, for, that, for that father to say, man, this is the first time I feel like somebody really cared about my
1: child. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And me, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it's a whole family thing. It's a you whole know? family. I mean, we, we try to help the family. And we see mostly mamas and grandmamas mm-hmm. in there sitting in the audience, nodding along mm-hmm. with us with the things that we're saying. And here's the thing, we go hard. Ooh, like yeah. the, <laughs> the cops are, are not, and it's not like going hard at them insulting them
3: right No, because
1: there is none of that nobody has ever gone Mm -mm. in and done that but we tell them the truth Mm -hmm. and and make them understand it's rare in life that you get an opportunity to hit the reset button Mm -hmm.
2: Mm.
3: (laughs) yeah
1: it's rare that you get a reset moment most when you get older you realize how rare it is to hit reset on something in your life because you don't normally get to do it at all and so that's 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 the biggest thing for me um I feel this way about the work that's being done. It's underrated, and there are not enough people trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. So, so then, can we tell the story about Tyron's dad, or is that something we can't get into? Oh, no, when it's he,
3: fine. Yeah.
1: Tell, tell a story about the day that, uh, that he came uh, to speak to the kids and they didn't know who he was.
3: Right. So um, one of our call-ins, so we met Tyron's dad, just a little backdrop.
1: Tyron Matthew, by the way. Yes.
3: Yeah, so we met his father um, through the Department of Corrections at um, Elaine Hunt. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, just a little shout-out to our district attorney. It's not often that you have a DA that's going inside of the prison to ask individuals what is it that we can do for yeah. you to make sure that you yeah. don't return and so Tyron's dad is a mentor there um because he's been there for over 20 years yep and so um he's found a way to mentor young young men mm-hmm. um in prison especially those that are going to be released to make sure that they don't come back as well because he's learned a lot mm-hmm. and so for them I think the realization when he told his story and who his son was and how long he's been in jail, the fact that, you know, my son is a millionaire mm-hmm. and with all that money, he still I can't, can't get that. me out no. of well, he this. He took a
1: Super Bowl for me. So they <laughs> Look, I, I asked you about, I didn't ask you about Tyron. Okay. I asked you about Tyron today. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Sorry, Clay, you know, 49ers. I played a little yeah. salty as a 49ers you know, fan, you know.
1: And say so Who Who heard me say Tyron? So. Okay. <laughs> But his dad
3: is amazing. And he gives he a, an amazing story about it what was. happened to him, how he was there, how as a young person, you do not want to come to prison. That's right. Your friends are going to leave you. You know, your after girlfriend. a while, your girlfriend is going <laughs> to leave you. You know, for some people, your girlfriend may end up with your friend.
1: That's exactly So right.
3: he talked about that, that journey where there are individuals in there without family, without friends, mm-hmm. did not have a visit in over five years for some people. And he pours into them and begs them to do something different because this is not a place that you want to be. He talks about missing football games, mm-hmm. missing time with his son. And I think the most impactful thing during that particular call-in was the conversation between Tyron's dad and Coach Miles. Yes. Like, that this, was just yeah. an amazing and opportunity. They hugged. They, they hugged. He thanked him. Was there an animosity was or something there at one time? See, I don't know. I'm not sure.
1: But I know that But they, it was amazing. He talked about Tyron's impact on the football team, because mm-hmm. he was special.
3: He was, when he's he died
1: in the NFL, you know he's all right. but no, uh, he's special. He's no, amazing. He, he's he's special except one Sunday in February. Yeah. So this year, you know.
3: and he was very. He, wow. That that's the win, Clay. I'm sorry, wow. <laughs> Clay. Wow. I am so sorry. With the
1: Saints thing.
3: <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. You see, that's that's, that's you, what people close to you do to I you, right? You. Anyway, yes, I, I, you know, we should have won that game. But, 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 getting back to this, yeah, I think that was one uh, when when Coach Miles was there. Mm-hmm. Like even he, because he's been in some rough places, because he's mm-hmm. recruited all over mm-hmm. the state, and then the kids see him mm-hmm. and his impact mm-hmm. or how he feels about mm-hmm. them. These boys, that is really one of the times that they see people that they don't know.
4: Mm-hmm. Still
1: spend this kind of time with them mm-hmm. do you often find because you spend more time with these kids helping them than, than any of us mm-hmm. how long does it does it take in your mind for <laughs> them to let their guard down and trust us okay. or at least give us the opportunity to be trusted
3: so it varies on that kid right okay. so let me tell you probably the longest i've seen and shout out to the two social workers man They are amazing They, they are the yep. absolute heartbeat of truth Monitria Turner, Alexandria Singleton If you all are listening You guys are amazing You are the absolute truth and MVP Amen right? Either
1: one of them a 49er fan?
3: None of them I'm so sorry
1: Who are their fans of?
3: Um, The New Orleans Saints
1: Go ahead You were saying something <laughs> so <laughs> about them Put your and hands so down Jeffrey. for
3: For one of our kids that's pretty hardcore It probably took them at least a month Mm -hmm. honestly before um he would really trust us right and so for a majority of them it may take us another you know three months possibly Mm -hmm. before they're like all in like spirit Mm -hmm. trust love that whole that whole gamut Mm -hmm. um but at least for my hardcore For my absolute hardcore kids, it's going to take at least 30 days before they're like, because they're waiting for you to leave because they're so used to
1: people People leaving,
3: coming in, leaving. So there's like a test time with them. And so we're going to be here regardless. So whether you're coming in on Monday and you're like, I don't want to talk to you today. If you're coming in on Friday, I don't want to talk to you today. Eventually we're here. Mm -hmm. We're not going any place and we're here to help you and we love you and we care about you. And no matter what you say or do, we're not going anywhere, and I think that's the important piece of what we do. You have to have very thick skin. You can't take what they say personal because they're angry. There's so many layers that you have to peel back with a lot of our children. Um, and so I would say probably about thirty days, Clay, but probably a good three to six months before they really truly believe that um, that you really, really, really care about them.
4: It, the dinner was <laughs> I interesting. Those, yeah. A little back, background on that. We set up a dinner mm-hmm. with some of the kids who had, you know, finished the program mm-hmm. and uh, from, the, from the school. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time when I came in, they were kind of seated all at this long table mm-hmm. and kind of separated from everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went around and I introduced myself to everyone and, mm-hmm. and said, I, you know, I remember you. And uh, yeah, I remember you. And no talk. Mm-hmm. So you got to give it a little time to mm-hmm. for them to assess you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I walked away, and I went and talked to maybe Clay, uh, you know, mm-hmm. UAB. And then I went back again. Mm-hmm. And the second time, I mean, what you filing on your phone, man? You know, well, look, you know, so it is. It, it, even when they've seen you before. Mm-hmm. They got to assess you. There's an assessment period each time that I've seen them, you know? Yeah. But I'm sure with you and, and, and our ladies, the counselors. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Y'all yeah. are godsend. I, <laughs> I'm telling you. you. Y'all are godsend. So in this climate that we are in right now, what do we do? You know, it, it's about communications. It's about accepting what needs to be changed mm-hmm. to fix the whole Um mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, there's always change. There's always a better way to do things. Mm-hmm. And no matter what arena you're in, you have to be willing to say that change is needed. Mm-hmm. But it's the conversations, you mm-hmm. know? Like, this is a conversation. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to learn about truths mm-hmm. by hearing us do what we do on yeah. a regular basis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because we're on three-way all the time, all all the time, time. talking yeah. about... <laughs> yeah (laughs) a problem we may have or how to fix something Mm -hmm. and it's conversations I think it's all about shedding up Mm -hmm. God gave us one mouth Mm -hmm. but he gave us two ears Mm -hmm. that was by design Mm -hmm. I believe Mm -hmm. we gotta listen to the other side we gotta listen to each other's narratives you know agenda driven world is is just not the
1: way to go it doesn't fix anything no Mm -hmm.
4: you gotta you gotta come up with solutions
1: and i always say this that law enforcement and poor communities need each (coughs) other the most Mm -hmm. they need each other the most Mm -hmm. they need to have a bridge that Mm -hmm. either side can cross to get to the other side Mm -hmm. and it is you know and you've been a lawman, one of the best I have ever known for a long time, and I've never heard you say your profession is perfect. No, mm-hmm. I don't know a perfect profession. Mm-hmm. However, when you were chief, you drove a marked car and wore uniform every day because you never wanted to not be, you know, close to the people. There are lots of police officers who are, we get who help with with what Truce mm-hmm. does. Right, right. They out there walking with us. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful though because I think because we are in those communities, mm-hmm. we've done that. You get to see right Mm -hmm. that the two sides don't really hate each other Mm -hmm. i mean obviously there may be some some there but when we're out there they get along just fine Mm -hmm. and the officers and the people generally know each other
4: Mm -hmm. you know we've been doing a talking series Mm -hmm. since the uh you want to plug
1: that a little mm -hmm. bit too?
4: yeah and i'll let that be but but to this point we've been doing a talking series since you know the covet thing and 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 I I've, I've been on most of those calls. I've missed, you know, one or two a part of Hadn't one. Had done one yet. I'm and, getting and over the Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I hear the kids, man, how they they they're not bitter. They they just want hey, I want peace. I want quiet. I want I want a chance. Mm-hmm. I want a, Sometimes Damn. it's good to listen to the babies.
2: Mhm.
1: Because they'll tell you. I they mean,
3: will tell There's you. truth
1: in yeah, them when well, they really want to, to talk. The there's, tr- there's truth in them. And they could see you if you say you care and you really yeah. don't. Yeah. That's
3: and true. Oh, it's like, God, I love their sense. Like, their intuition is amazing. Because they will be like, mm-mm.
0: It's their street sense. <laughs> yeah,
3: they're like, she's not right, Miss say, Mm-mm. <laughs> she just in it for, mm-mm. She can't come back here. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And I love them, you know. And they will spot you for, like, they, they will not come back. I was yeah. talking
1: to uh, to my buddy Steve, who was with us at the thing at mm-hmm. Doze, and when we we had a chance to speak with him in the dining room. And shout out also to Scott Overby, uh, who oh, owns yeah. Doze, who's like always oh, in, always, always in. He's always in, and has been on most of these meet and greets with us. And we're talking to these boys who come from all these you know different areas. And I don't remember what I was saying, mm-hmm. but I, I know the point I wanted to make to them is that they were cared about and then he had a chance. But after everything, asking him a question, they were like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And Steve commented to me about that, that you don't have to prompt them to say that no. because you lapse into it when you know you are hearing a father like voice, tell you something that's meant to help you. Mm-hmm. And so few of them get that.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: They, they see real man.
3: They do. If you,
4: if you are there for them, And you're there for a real Mm cause, And not just that guy passing through on them. Mm -hmm. They'll write you off if Mm -hmm. you're just a pass, you know, Mm -hmm. doing a Mm drive-by is what they say. (laughs) They will. You're just here for a drive-by, man. Yeah. But if you're there for the real deal and, and you're in it for the long haul and you believe in what this organization is doing,
1: you got them. Yeah. And then there's a comfort level to be had by people who are not doing it for show. Right. Yeah. So when you show up and you're around him, I mean, I'm at ease, you're at ease, you're at ease because you you do it all the time. So I do respect people who are doing it for the first time who do what Chief said. Mm -hmm. They come and they listen because it's not what they do all the time. And then you get those who want to be the center of the show and the kids are looking at you like,
3: Man, bye. <laughs> I, I, ask, I always
4: ask a kid a very uncomfortable question.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I always say, what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. That's how I start the conversation mm-hmm. with them. Man, what's your purpose? Right. And, you know, that's an uncomfortable question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And, you know, for them to fire something back mm-hmm. and not just, you know, turn it back on me or uh, right. give me that finger, <laughs> you know, that magical <laughs> finger, <laughs> uh, you know, but... They, they think about it They absorb it Yeah And then they try And give you an answer Right mm-hmm. And it's not one That you might like Right You know Yeah I mean
3: And that's And I think uh, That's the key man The key is to Listen without Judgment, yeah, because it's, it's their truth to them, and yeah. that's all we want them to do because they know when they're coming into the office, that's one of the first things they're thinking. Initially, some of them was like, This lady is nuts. Because I would be like, Hey, tell me something amazing about yourself, you know. When you right. come in, I'm like, Hey, how are you? Life is great. Are you good? Are you feeling good? Are you doing good? You're looking good, and they're like, Okay, lady, you're an absolute fool, <laughs> but eventually, they would get it right, right. because they would come back into my office knowing okay next time i see her i'm gonna have to tell her something good about right, myself right so i'm like there's something great and so some of them will be like no it's really not i was like yes you're amazing you're great tell me something and so then they'll start thinking like oh i'm a good writer
4: that's it there you that's go it.
3: that's amazing it's the start right and i think that that's what we have to do we have to be able to listen to them and understand that this is their truth. You can't say you're not supposed to feel that way. You shouldn't think like that. That makes no sense what you said because to them it's their truth and through observing, listening and what you're pouring into them then you will see a shift in an attitude, a shift in a mindset but you can't go in there saying this is the problem and I think that's what's so important about our meet and greets about what we would do with Beat the Heat. Is that we are asking the community, because so often people go in and say, this is wrong in Brookstown. This is the problem in Dixie. And we are asking, what's going on in your neighborhood? You live here. Because they may not see anything wrong with what's going (laughs) on. Because it's all they know. This is your neighborhood. What do you want to see change? This is what I would like to see change. Okay, how can we help and make that happen in some form or fashion? That's all we're there for. We're not telling you that this is an abnormal way of life <laughs> yeah. to that particular person.
1: Sometimes it's not about telling people your way is wrong. My right. way is right. A more effective approach is, Hey, can I present another, another option? option? Yeah. Can that I give option. you another way to think about doing it right now? Because, you know, Stephen Covey, and I, I quote this all the time in one of his books, he says, seek to understand then to be understood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when you go so I was walking with somebody on one of our canvases our community meeting and greets and they were just asking about the neighborhoods and and so we just I kind of listened and it's like you are basing your perception of where you are based upon where you are going back to mm-hmm hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is your reality. Right. Mm-hmm. This reality is different. Mm-hmm. right? And if, if sometimes presenting people with other eyes, that's the reason why so many of these young men, when they make it into the pros, have so many of their circle around them. Mm-hmm. You say, well, why? It's because they know them. Mm -hmm. they're comfortable with them even though they know they they're hanging on but the new crowd is like
3: "Eh." why are you here exactly what you want from me that's
1: exactly Right. right yeah so exposing these young men to something different is what and that's why and and we'll close by letting you Talk about the, the, the shift.
3: shift. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I love the shift. The shift is absolutely amazing. So the shift came about, um, we were just trying to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to reach our kids during COVID at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you know us and you know truce and you know that we are somewhere every week during the summertime. So wherever... Yeah a neighborhood may have experienced violence of some sort, then we would just show up. We understood that a lot of young people couldn't afford summer camp. So we would try our best to bring summer camp to them. If it's um a water slide, if it's just a DJ and a snowball guy, shout out to Kona Ice. Oh, they yeah, are yeah, MVPs. Yeah. They Thank show up with <laughs> yeah. the snow tr- the snowball truck and the kids absolutely love it. And so here we are we're in COVID and we're not used to not doing anything. And so um, we reached out to uh, Tyra Matthew, who was amazingly on it. And he was like, of course, this is something that I would love to do. Um, This is something that we can do during Zoom. And I'm on it. It wasn't even a week. Immediately it was presented to him. Immediately he agreed. And um, it was birth, right? right? So the shift is an opportunity for young people just not truth clients, just not kids in Baton Rouge. We're trying to reach kids all over. So if you live in, you can live in Monroe and join the shifts. You can live in another state and join the shifts. But our main focus was to reach our kids in Baton Rouge and New Orleans um and surrounding areas um so they can have an opportunity to have a conversation with Tyron. Um, so that you can kind of shift your attitude, change your mindset. But the amazing thing is we talk about everything on a shift, everything. a shift. The shift is a place where you can become open and transparent. So we go from tiring, what's your favorite candy <laughs> to, you know, what am I supposed to do when I know my friends are going in the wrong direction And I see life a different way. You know, how can I still maintain my friendship with them, Mm. but still, you know, do the right thing as well? So we talk about everything. We talked about what's going on in the climate right now. How how do you feel about what's going on with what happened with, you know, George Floyd, the protests, the rioting? We talk about an array of things, too. Kids ask him about football plays mm-hmm. I don't understand football plays and if you ever tune into the shift then the only other sport that Tyron wanted to play was baseball, baseball.
1: so he <laughs> <played> baseball. <laughs> yeah.
3: so you we learn a lot and he, he talks about he, he was, I know and I love the fact that he's so yeah. open
1: no he should have played baseball no, he good. only he good. Know, he's great amazing safety. great and
3: safety. he talks about <laughs> you talked about the shit. <laughs> But you know what's funny, Clay? So when you get on, you will listen uh... that he is very transparent about his story, and he oh, yeah. he wants yeah. the kids to understand. Yeah. I
1: love the fact that he has story. Come from where he's come oh, from. Oh my
3: god! And worked so hard. You he's earned
1: what? everything he's got.
3: And if you ever listen, the one thing that struck with me, and I know Chief has his um, a point that that struck him as well, man. Like talking to him, and we may have the same point on that particular call someone asked him man what did you do to change yeah. how did you change and he was like i didn't change i've always been this person i just needed to tap into that part of Tyron that was always make there the shift. i had that's to make it. that shift that's it and that was it for me and so mm-hmm. we have kids that we're going next week tuesday three o'clock the registration is going up this afternoon as soon as we leave here um some kids have been on all five oh, yeah. yeah, you know we have some pop in pop out but to truly understand those kids that come on every week mm-hmm. they are getting it they are coming back with okay this is something else I want to know about because it's not I just don't want people to think oh all they talk about is football no no we don't, but yeah. it is an avenue. If oh, you're sure. an athlete, he's going to give you healthy eating tips. He's going to talk about how to increase your farty, and he's going to be honest. Last week, I, had, uh, Chief, laughing. They say, "So, what's your favorite healthy meal?" He was like, "Uh, really, I really don't have one." Yeah, I just get up, I run, you know. And they thought he was going to give them some extravagant meal prep idea, and he keeps it absolutely one hundred, like my kids say. With them and they enjoy. They ask like, "Are we coming? Is is Tyron coming back on? When is the next uh, episode of the shift? I have something I want to ask him." And I was like, "Well, you can ask me." And they're like, "No, we want to ask him." Yeah, so yeah. now there are things that they only want to hear
1: from him. From him. That's his awesome. Take. That's
4: you, awesome. You know, and the shift, everything that he says, mm-hmm. he talks about his shift. Yeah, his shift. he's been honest about his time at LSU. Yeah, he's been honest about how he felt when he was put off the team, Yeah. and the shift within himself that he had to make. Mm-hmm. And he pushes these kids, each and every conversation,
1: to take what what's offered to them, yeah. to make that shift. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, I'm I'm gonna do one. I'll, I'm gonna to. start it with my cap on, but, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, look, I'm petty, look. I just want y'all to know that about my personality, I'm petty.
4: I've had my grandson sit next to me yeah, to listen to two of these. Oh, wow. Because I want him to hear it, too, you mm-hmm. know? That's awesome. Yeah, and, uh, you know, looking at his expression, well, he's looking at Tyron Matthews, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, you know, he, he knows his story. He's a big LSU fan, big Tyron fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he he's a little you know, baseball player, athletic, and, and he's like, he'll come back with questions, you know? Mm-hmm. So... If
1: he's asking questions, they're They're asking asking questions. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. They're thinking about it. Tell people how they can find truce and even more specifically learn about the shift.
3: Oh, it's so amazing. So if you go to our Instagram page at truce underscore BR, you will find everything you need to know about truce and about the shift also, our website, www.callatruthbr.org. The link is on there as well. And we are on Facebook at TruthBR. That's our little handle. And, of course, if you just have to call the office, we are at 225-239-7835. But please follow us on Instagram.
1: There you go. I appreciate y'all coming by. Man. and Of
3: course. you will
1: know, rub some stuff in a little bit, but it's all good. Uh, no. you, know,
3: you, know. you know, it's always fun, man. <laughs>
4: Y'all had a good season.
3: Oh, You did, Glenn. Oh, man. It's a new season. Tyron <laughs> said
1: they're going to win wish, again. I, I just wish I could be to see the expression on his face. <laughs> it's so horrible. See, radio can't do justice to it. It sounds like, I'm sure somebody's going, oh, that's a nice thing. Chief LeDuff said, no, if you could see his face. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: Thank y'all so much.
1: Anytime. Anytime.
0: The only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? Yes, someone is shot. The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young.
2: Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before.
0: Real stories.
2: It was my first love.
0: Real crimes. Real people. Real justice. (laughs) Crime Stoppers Podcast with Clay Young, exclusively at Podcast225.com. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people hosting your company's logo on the podcast 225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on the Clay Young show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience get more information by calling 225-214-1550 that's 225-214-1550 I wanna introduce you to my the issues the policies the people this is the clay young show Boy, that Jeff Ledef
1: is something else, isn't he? Gave me such a hard time about my 49ers that the appointment after we recorded the podcast, they were making 49er jokes. Unbelievable. And then he really did have like a face mask on with the Saint logo on it. I'm still very raw over losing that Super Bowl. Tyron Matthews is going to catch it from me when when we finally do get together on the, on the shift. And Aisha Burgess, the executive director, did tell you how you can get involved with truce and learn about the, the, the shift and the other work that's going on with the organization. There's a lot of great things happening there. And like she said, these kids take a little while to build up trust because they've been let down so many times. But man, if we could catch a couple of them and at least give them an alternative way to think about the way they live and the the decisions they make. Maybe we can keep a few more of them out of prison and out of tough situations and give them a chance to really be able to live a productive, safe life. Because I believe every child deserves that. Every single one of them. It was fun, it was fun. And then Chief Laduff has been doing so many great things with open eyes, safety training and consulting since he left the Baton Rouge Police Department. He's just a dynamic guy. He's one of my best friends. And and his we've talked, he, ta- he referenced it in the show. We talked so we talked so much about things going on around here and the community and ways to get involved. And man, people we've we've. We believe that we have been blessed in a number of ways and we just haven't forgotten about the least of those among us and, and neither one of us ever will. So I didn't like him today with all these jokes about my 49ers, but, you know, I'll get over that eventually, maybe by maybe by next week. Thank you all for being with us for another edition of the show. Next week is episode 250, 250 episodes Man, that's awesome. And as we record this, tomorrow is Independence Day, and a number of people are going to be gathering in a very modified way in the post COVID reality we live in. And when I think about the birth of this nation and the distance traveled in nearly 250 years, I think about all that we are dealing with now. And we have the freedom as individuals in this country to shape what we do and who we are next. And I hope that we will use that freedom, that we will take hold of that opportunity to be more receptive to one another, to stand up for each other, to not be swayed, manipulated, or even hurt by people who don't care about what tomorrow looks like. Yes, there is change that is required in many areas of our country, but we have the opportunity, we have the freedom to stand up and be better. And I hope that we do. The men and women who serve us in law enforcement, by and large, are honorable people. The people who live in poor communities are by and large not criminals. Let's find a way to build a bridge so that we can deal with the bad actors on both sides. Let's not make our racial or cultural differences an excuse to not do what we know we should do. And with that, I just certainly wish you all a a happy and safe Independence Day and offer my condolences to all of the people who have lost loved ones in this post-COVID-19 reality we live in. It's been tough and with everything else going on in the country it's made it even more tough. But as hard as it is I just try to keep the faith because the only other alternative is hopelessness and I'm not ready to pull that lever yet. So hang in there. Thanks again to Jeff and Aishelai, and we'll catch you on episode 250 of The Clay Young Show next week here at podcast225.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.